Hello, it's me, Rihanna. Welcome to another episode of Reawakenings. Um, I am here tonight, gathered by a dear friend who has decided to remain anonymous because his stories are so crazy. And They're just gonna... <laughs> very specific. <laughs> and we're going to hear all about it. I'm so excited. Um, so we're just going to jump right in. trigger an early memory of something someone sure it's so interesting to think about like the most primal memory I have with sexuality and it's interesting too because another question alongside of that is always like talk about like when you realized what your sexuality was like the specifics of it your orientation or whatever and to me those two things were tied into the same thing and I I recognize that because as a really little kid you know you're conflating all these really interesting experiences that you're having and it's confusing and um, I remember I was fixated on the show Barney when I was about two and a half three years old and luckily I'm not going where you think I'd go with the story about a purple dinosaur fantasy <laughs> bestiality? Well, you know, that has never been a part of my narrative, uh, which is not why I want to remain just, anonymous. It's just a small part no, of my No, 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 yeah, exactly. Barney was just the, it was the, the medium, you know, mass media, right, contributed to sexual awakening. I, you know, I was three, two, these were like, I think I was in diapers, and I just remember I had such a crush on the, the boy the oldest boy in the gang. He was human. Uh, he was, you know, kid, but I was, you know, two. And I just was like, I, I was fascinated by him. And I remember having experiences with other kids, you know, like going over to kids' houses and playing or like moms being together with their babies and stuff. And I just remember being surrounded by really little kids that were like wrestling and being confused by that. And these are like boys wrestling. And I remember just thinking about how interesting that was and how like excited I was seeing that. And then I remember having these dreams of like, like the, the kid from Barney in those wrestling sorts of situations with me. And it was really, you know, it was all of those things at once that kind of, to me, I equate with, like, the most, you know, elemental feeling of, of sexuality. And as you can tell, it's coded with being... To young age. Attracted to... <laughs> well, it, you know, if I... And I'm, I've had memories, too, of that feeling with women. And, and, but, but my earliest... My earliest memories, those, like... You know, primal. Yeah, those real like it, they're so core that there isn't really a language to describe them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say those, you know, veered in one direction that would inevitably define my my chosen or natural path, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Beautiful. Right. So Barney was obviously a very early um, 
trigger for you. Very. I don't remember much about Barney. I mean, the song, the 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 gang. The... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't remember Barney either. Was Barney part of your childhood? Barney was not. Oh um, wow, you're so much younger than me. I think like along those shows, which might be separate, were like Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh. And I was not sexually attracted to the bear. That's well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd ask you how you feel about the beast from Beauty and the Beast if we're you know. I was attracted to the beast. But I feel like that's different. Bears and like. Kind but you get cartoons. My early teenage crush, or not my teenage crush, but I was attracted to teenage Simba in the like. Yeah, was. And I think a lot of people were. Teenage Simba is not the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one, but the Matthew Broderick one. How Matthew interesting. Matthew Broderick, yeah, I was. If like, only he Specifically, knew. the Hopefully transition when like there's this scene going across the the tree trunk, mm-hmm. and then okay. it transitions from a cub to a teenager slash young man. And you're like, um, oh, coming of age. Yeah, coming of age. Yeah. In more ways than one, right? I know. I would, you say like Disney Channel and that era, because I was, I remember being in like second grade, maybe first grade, maybe younger. Um, and I, I went to a Catholic high school, or a Catholic grade school, rather, and they started much later than the public school. So we didn't have to go to school until maybe 9.30. So, you know, as kids, we'd wake up at like 6.30. I felt like I had a whole, like, a whole day before <laughs> even going to school. You know, I'd eat breakfast, I'd, you know, finish homework or whatever. And we'd have the TV on and uh, there was always Arthur and that punctuated the time. And I'd watch Arthur and it was a half hour. And once Arthur the aardvark ended, <laughs> Um, I remember that was when my mom was like getting my other siblings ready for school and it was just like a different show was on. I think it was Dragon Tales and I wasn't interested in that. And so I, you know, wandered down into the basement where there was this old TV and I turned it on and, um, I remember finding Melrose Place, uh, reruns of Melrose Place, like super early in the morning, right after, on a different channel, of course, but right after. Arthur the Aardvark, and I was way too young to be watching Melrose Place. I, you know, I was probably first or second grade, so ten at that point. Nine. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. first or second, you're like eight. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, I was young. Um, but I'd go into the basement and I'd watch an episode of Melrose Place, and which was always very educational. It was like young adults, professionals, all living in a complex in, off of Melrose Place, or off of Melrose Avenue, rather, in Los Angeles. And there were, there was a doctor, and there was, you know, an actress, and there was a crazy person. <laughs> Interestingly enough, there was also a, a gay character. And I remember that was the first time I had ever seen a, a character or anything like that who was gay. So... Was so, he positively portrayed? He, or, uh, he, yeah, in like, as stereotypical. In as much as you did in the nineties, yeah. you know, like pre Moonlight, pre Brokeback Mountain, pre <laughs> Ellen's Poppy episode, like, <laughs> he, he, yeah, it was good. Yeah. He was a character. He didn't kill himself. I don't think. So <laughs> that's, that's that's a plus. That's a plus. But I remember right. seeing it. He was a likable character because I remember saying like, oh, this is like a character that has. It has as much weight as the other characters in the show. 
and he has a whole storyline that's about him being gay. And I think he was out. But in any case, it was educational for that. Uh, there were, you know, simulated intercourse scenes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so for me, those two, like Arthur, the Aardvark, yeah, and I thought you were going about something sexual with Arthur, something sexual, uh, never with Arthur, uh, <laughs> DW, okay. maybe he wasn't, which also made me question my sexuality. <laughs> well, so Melrose Place, teens, when were you first kind of like? sexually aroused, I guess, because when you're younger watching things, you're not, like, popping boners. But when were you, I guess, when you, like, watching a TV, movie, um, documentary? Yeah, I think, if, no. <laughs> I don't believe. Um, I know, I feel like there's a character, a real person who got off to, like, <laughs> National Geographic yeah. document. I don't know. I can name a few. I was not one of those uh, individuals, but power to power to them. No um, shame, no shame. Exactly. Uh, well, for me, it was always, I was delayed in so many ways that, um, like, having an erection was just, like, pretty normal. Like, I'd wake up with one, and, you know, for boys, you, you have, you become aroused like that at times that you're not like actually aroused. aroused. Yeah, like... When... With you know, that, like morning what? Like, go through puberty. When I think at a normal time for. Was it like the thirteenth birthday for a boy? Every thirteenth birthday, they all go through puberty. Uh, yeah, there's a Disney Channel original movie about that. I think. Thirteenth <laughs> uh, year. Uh, turning into a merman. <laughs> merman. Uh, yeah, what a brilliant metaphor. Really. Yeah, it is. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Well, now, now you will. <laughs> but uh, I. You know, it's so gradual, and your voice kind of drops, and in retrospect, you look back on pictures, and you even think back on situations, and you're like, oh, God, that, that that's such a signpost for puberty. Yeah. Um, and I didn't quite know what was happening at the time, and but, man, it was probably quite, un, it was quite uh, sloppy. <laughs> lots of wet dreams? Is oh, that what they're called? Yes, lots of them. And I, I was slow to masturbate, like very slow. So um, yeah, all throughout, for a long time, I would have wet dreams and I almost thought it was dysfunctional or I thought it was just like something that happened. Um, and I think, you know, subconsciously being raised Catholic and going to Catholic schools, there's just a complete separation between teaching about sex through the spiritual lens and through the anatomical lens and then understanding it in terms of like the the interpersonal and the emotional and like the 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 pleasurable lens and so I didn't know that like masturbation was a thing like I just thought oh yes you live your life and then you have these wet dreams, you wake up in the morning. Yeah, and maybe I just, like, was slow for my reading comprehension yeah. and re had all the texts and just... I think there was a big part of me that just denied. For me, it was better to not know the facts and how things worked. And I think a lot of that was tied up into shame and, yeah. you know, being... Um, 
confused with how my identity kind of fit in with everyone else's. And so I think for me, there was just like a disregard. And I, I probably subconsciously equated like wet dreams or having those experiences with my own like sexual dysfunction and such. So, um, yeah, so, uh, it was a lot later that that happened for me. So would you say, or like, what was your education on sex if it wasn't from school? I don't know. I think with me and my education, um, you know, I didn't watch porn and masturbate for God's sake. So, so (laughs) actually I think a lot of it was, was through movies. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it was, which is so problematic because how it's portrayed in movies is... It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic or it's violent or it's tied to things that young people, Asian, see. But, um, but yeah, no, it was like, I mean, even thinking about what I thought the epitome of sex could be, my goodness, I'm realizing it, it, it is, really, <laughs> um, was from the movie The Terminator. Have you seen The Terminator? Not in a long time. Oh, Rihanna, it's, it's a must. <laughs> uh, one must revisit it. <laughs> There's just this... Okay, so the deal was, you know, when Dad was babysitting... You guys watched porn? <laughs> <laughs> Mom's gone! Hardly. Bring out barely legal. Hardly, hardly. <laughs> I remember there'd be like little occasions where like mom would go do things with my sisters and like dad and I would be home alone and you know it, we, we'd always go to the video store and rent something. Oh, yeah, gosh, what a, don't you miss that? Anyway, we'd go to the video store, we'd pick out a movie, pick out a movie, guys movie, and you know this is when I saw Speed for the first time, this is when I saw Die Hard and you know Hitchcock movies and you know, all the great stuff. Um, but I remember early on, I was introduced to Terminator 2, which is awesome. Um, special effects, amazing. And I remember after I was like, oh, I want to see the first Terminator. My dad was like, oh yeah, I think like, uh, I think I think you can see it. So we rented it and, uh, we watched it and the sex scene came on. I don't know if you're remember it but it's spoiler alerts but it's how john connors is conceived okay um the man who comes back to protect the baby mama of john connor sarah connor um who's hunted by arnold schwarzenegger yes the human who comes back to protect her from arnold schwarzenegger impregnates her so it's this amazing cyclical i mean (laughs) <laughs> you think about it in terms of movie franchises, like this is the spawn of it all, this sex scene. Like <laughs> this they're they're creating the man who's gonna save them from the the robot apocalypse. <laughs> wow. Anyway, this scene was great. My dad would like either shield me or like fast forward it in a really oh. clumsy way. It was That's very, funny. very earnest. I love when parents did that because you knew like what was about to happen. You're like watching, you're like, oh, something's getting frisky and then your parents would like freak out oh damn it every time every time and then i remember even like watching movies with my parents that i knew had sex scenes oh yeah and then being like my stomach would just it would it would move in knots something weird about not wanting to watch sex with your parents i mean it's our culture (laughs) we've 
we've shamed it. So, uh, just uh, circling back to yes. Terminator, there's an important piece to this, which is I watched the movie and then, you know, later down the road, remembering this amazing sex scene that occurred, I was able to like allow my parents to keep renting it because it's this yeah, action movie. Yeah, it. like, oh yeah, of course, he's seen it a million times. Like, he loves it. Oh, the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Terminator. And of course, I'd watch it, like, with my parents around, but then late at night, I'd sneak into the basement and I'd put the VHS in and I'd fast forward to the part of the, um, the Terminator sex scene. And I'd, I'd watch it over and over and I'd, so I guess yes, I was tapping into porn, so to speak. Yeah, softcore. Like, yeah, softcore. Yeah, right. And I'd rewind it. And this is VHS. So yeah. so what ended up happening was I I watched it so many times, I'd rent it so many times, I'd sneak into the basement so many flipping times. And uh eventually the video store, I, I think we got a call or the next time we went in, it was like, oh, is there they asked if there was a problem with the Terminator because the last customer who had rented it right after us had said that like there was a huge portion of the movie that was like fuzzy scratched scratched essentially <laughs> like it was it it, it was so weird um at 33 minutes in <laughs> it's almost like it's censored like this <laughs> yeah. this person was trying to censor the movie it was so interesting that my transgression my sexual transgression is another person's censorship well and <laughs> that's <laughs> Beautiful. And I'm gonna write a thesis about that someday. <laughs> well, it's amazing to think like how many times you've had to watch that for it to get scratched. Because like VHSs, yes. that's they're used to being rented and taken around and back and on a rotation. I guess it was just like the wear and the, the <laughs> usage of just that like, frame. <laughs> those that stretch of tape. Um, <laughs> it was it was enjoyed more so than any other. That's amazing. And how old were you then? Terminator. I mean, this is when I still, I was just starting to be allowed to watch certain R-rated movies like okay. Speed. I love Terminator Speed. 2, right. Um, so I was probably like 10 or 11, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. It's average, I guess. Yeah. So Monroe's Place, Barney, Terminator. Media has heavily, 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 and heavily, and heavily influenced, influenced me. you. That's beautiful. Yeah. I what, know. Do what about you? How has media influenced you? Um, it still influences me. I have a sexual awakening every time I watch a sex scene in a movie. I'm trying to think of like good sex scenes in movies. I know there's like websites for this, but. One that uh, I Terminator. I can <laughs> I can uh, speak to that. One that I'm always fond of is from Meet Joe Black. Oh, it's very because the sweet. music is so beautiful. John Porter, R.I.P. Yeah, it's very. That's sweet. like a gentle one, so that just says a lot about me. It does. It, oh, you just it's all. I'm a sucker for a good music, like music involved in the sex scene. Yes. Oh, yes. The cinematic, like lift of yeah. the score oh yeah and i remember my mom let me watch well my parents really let us watch anything we wanted when we were children for the most part well, but i remember you watch terminator <laughs> my dad definitely oh definitely watched terminator as younger so that sex scene was probably just like not faced by us because you were subjected to so much i watched porn at like five years old 
um, accidentally. Oh, it's a good one. It's so passionate and, you know. I need to revisit it. It's what I aspire to do. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, took the stage from you again. So Well, yeah, no, I, I remember my mother let us watch almost anything, considering us like watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer really young. And but you have older siblings, older too, Older siblings, right? but I remember the one thing she wouldn't let us watch was Sex in the City. Ah, I was going to ask if that, if, because oftentimes that is sometimes like the exception, where like people yeah. are allowed to watch sex filled stuff or they're not that's yeah it's like we were so it was weird like for some reason that was when she was like no and we're like god damn it but then finally oh, she like, decided like you yeah like she'd be watching it i remember being in like third or fourth grade and she would watch it and we'd be in my sister's room watching like the disney channel or something the disney channel original movie 13th year and we'd like I'd come out to like grab water and I'd be like oh I remember specifically seeing a scene because Sarah Jessica Parker or not Sarah Jessica Parker Sarah Blah, um what's her Sarah Michelle Geller the other Sarah Sarah oh. Michelle Geller was in an episode and I was like Buffy and I was like no you can't watch this and I was like what but anyways yeah Sex in the City I remember those had some really good ass sex scenes eventually when I could watch them they're yes they they were so good were quite edifying um, HBO thank you HBO. Yeah, they're really um, expanding True the frontier. Oh, oh my yes. god, the True Blood sex scenes were porn. Absolutely, um, yes, gruesome too. They were, yeah. The blood. <laughs> it's like blood. what I wanted Twilight to be. Oh, but <laughs> it's written for it's like Mormon sensibilities. Twilight, isn't it? Like, it's like a. Well, it's all about like chastity. Oh, you, can't, you can't kiss me because I'll eat you. And don't they not do it until they get married? Yeah, but that's that's what was so great about the books, though, is because, like, the scenes where it was, like, they'd get so heated once they finally did, like, kiss, and it's like, oh, my God, and they'd have, like, hardcore makeout scenes, and you're like, just fuck already, but then you'd be like, I can't. Because that was, they're like, Christian? The or no, because he would <laughs> devour her. He would break her body. But when they're married, that's okay. Well, when they were married... I've seen all these movies, by the way, so I, guess I should have. there was have... more control. I'm forgetting, like, what the decision was, but I guess it does kind of correlate with, like, oh, they have to be married to have sex. But then she gets pregnant, and the baby devours her. Well, you know Twilight was written, it's like um, Mormon she was fiction Mormon, or something. Yeah. Or she was Mormon. She was from Arizona, I think. Shout yeah. out. Arizona. Yeah, she um, made quite an impact in the world. Fucking love Twilight, because Twilight gave us Fifty Shades of Grey. That's true. That's true. Thank oh, I you. guess you're right. Twilight wasn't fan fiction. Fifty Shades of Grey Twilight was Twilight. Twilight was someone's fantasy. It was just her <laughs> some fictional, some Mormon woman's fantasy. Like, creating this, this hyper-fantastical scenario where two people can't have sex until marriage is like, oh, yeah, but <laughs> it's hilarious. Because he's a vampire. Yeah, right, but that's like, really that's like this. I, this is brilliant. Like, I... I hope the critics are going to weigh in on this. I hope we get lots of hate mail and fan mail. I don't know if our synthesis of this will draw. This is turning into Twilight, uh, just like fan favorites for Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, I mean, can you blame it? No, not at all. Media. Well, do you have any other thoughts? Any recent? 
adventures or ideas or philosophies, ideas, <laughs> philosophies. notions. Oh, every day, every day, <laughs> every day I do. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I mean, uh, for another episode. Okay. Well, there we go. There we have it. There we have it. My, My super short show. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I Disney do. Channel. Right. I love Disney. Yeah, right. Disney was our sexual awakening. It truly. Disney, <laughs> I'm sure, is still contributing to kids' sexual awakenings. Or reawakenings. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Disney 2020, that's all what Disney Plus is, is reawakenings. When you become an, an influencer. Love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you had fun. And uh, tune in again. Goodbye.